And good morning, Hoosier fans, and welcome to an aggravating, annoying, first sad Hoosier morning after of the season. This is Hoosier morning after Texas. Indiana falls to Texas, 66 to 44. Uh, how's everyone feeling? How are you doing? Have you got in and out? Are you still frustrated? Are you still aggravated? I feel a little better, you know? Um, you know why? And one thing that helps that is that I don't have multiple days to sit and pine over it or get aggravated or mad at myself before I get to see them in action again, see them bounce back, see them, see what they can do to respond to a game like this. We get to see them today uh, less than 12 hours from now. Uh, we get to see the Hoosiers back on the court playing again, and we're going to learn a lot about this team in this game today. Who wants to show up? Who's going who's gonna to do better? Who's going to uh, not stand for this? And uh, who's going to show some emotion? Again, that was a, a big grief about what, what happened in last night's game. Uh, yesterday afternoon's game. I can't get past calling it afternoon rather than last night. Uh, just force of habit. Um, but anyways, this is just just a tough outing from the Hoosiers. Something that they did not get off to a good start. And uh, were lazy right off the beginning. One of the first possessions uh, was a lazy handoff that led to a, a turnover. Uh, Texas just showed that they were being, they had more intensity than we did. They were being more aggressive than we were. And IU just kind of looked out of sorts because of that. And uh, like we have seen uh, so far, at least in these last two games, what happens in the first few minutes is really telling to what is going to happen for the rest of the game. Um, the Providence game, the very first two possessions by IU. Uh, first on offense uh, was a ball going down low to race and him scoring the first points for IU. And then on defense, him uh, playing good defense, and I think, and, and, and gaining a turnover or a block shot. I forgot exactly, but that was very tell, tell for the tape for that game. Uh, race continues on to have a fantastic game. And this one was the same. IU uh, comes out on offense at least, seeming flat and uh, not doing very well, the thing at the beginning of the game that, that made us at least feel confident was the defense played well. And the defense played well throughout most of the game. It fell apart a little bit in the second half, but I think that was uh, more a product of Indiana's mental status by that point. Um, they were feeling a little defeated and, and, and didn't lost a lot of that fight by that point. But uh, just kind of going in, I mean, you can, you can just tell, rough start from Indiana. They were, we were trailing them th uh, eight to three in the first media timeout, and we had already had two turnovers at that point and were one for seven from the field. So you're not going to do well at all if, if, if you shoot like that. I mean, we held them to a pretty bad shooting outage as well. I mean, they shot 11 for 46, 23% which you would think, excuse me, that was Indiana's, uh, and they shot 22 for 57 and uh, just under 40% at uh, 38%. Now, normally that would get you a win if you're shutting down a team like that. And then shooting threes, they were very bad at shooting threes. They were 28% from three. So you look at the numbers and it, it's all over the place. It gets messy. It uh, seems like IU should have come out with the win, and uh, 
we just we just lost. We lost so many. We missed so many easy shots. Easy shots was was the tough one. I think uh, someone posted on Twitter. I wish I could remember so I could give you credit for it. But they had compiled a uh, video of all the missed layups, all the missed easy shots that Indiana had, and there was fifteen of them. Fifteen missed shots. Now, I know. They wouldn't make all 15 of those. Um, I think at least two of those were pretty good defense. One was a, a block from a, uh, a drive that was kind of ill-advised by an Indiana player. But if you think IU, uh, okay, so take away two of those, that's 13. Um, maybe then you miss on average three, four more of those. So eight or nine. There, right there, is 16 to 18 points that IU should have had, and they didn't, and that nearly makes the difference. That puts the game a lot closer and really changes the outcome and possibly even changes the energy of IU at the end of the game. Um, I put a lot of that squarely on Indiana's shoulders because the players need to make those shots that they're that they're they're getting those in, so close into the basket and having those roll off like that is is not acceptable. It's not acceptable at this level and for this team to be doing that. Um, it's just you need to make those shots, and I, I don't think I don't put too much on Texas for denying those in particular because um, they sh- they should be made. Those those points should be made. So looking deeper into the stats, um, uh, it's 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 tough to look at. It's it your star player um, while he comes on at the end and pads his stats a little bit with uh, like six minutes on at the end of the game he's able to get a few more points and uh, get his points up to 17 um but five for 12 um seven for nine from free throw for trace jackson uh, at least he's making those shots uh as coach archie miller said in the post game he did a lot of calling out of him which is good he needs to hear it he needs to know and even in the interviews he looked very dejected he he looked very sad about it, but I, I want to see how he fights back from it. I want him to fight back from it. I don't want him to dwell on it and get caught up in this "what was me" kind of mentality and and uh, or not my fault kind of thing. Um, I want to see him get angry. I want to see some emotion out of him. I want to see emotion out of a lot of the players um, this game. I want to see a guy step up at the end of the game and or when things are starting to fail. And be like Wap Fillier. That's why I love Wap Fillier. You've, you've seen that fantastic video on the sideline of him going down the defensive guys and punching them and, and getting in their faces and yelling at them. I want to see that out of someone. Um, that could be Trey. Uh, he's a freshman, so he may be holding back some of that. I think down the road we will see that out of Trey. He will be that that angry player, that player, um, as I said on assembly call, uh, that player that is going to get in your face. You're going to hate. He's going to yell at you. He's going to get mad at you. But then at the end of the game, you're going to come up and hug him and say, I love you, guy. Thanks thanks for keep snapping me back out of it and everything. I feel like Trace needed that. Trace needed someone to get at his face and tell him, come on, toughen up, fight through it. He gets these games, and we saw it last year, where he goes to the basket weak, expecting that he's going to get fouled and um, not fighting through to make the basket. And you can't assume that, as, as we saw tonight, um, with 
seven missed shots, a fair amount of those were probably from him playing weak and not going strong enough through. There were some great plays towards the end that he did, but he needs to continue that throughout the game. If he wants to be the All-American, if he wants to be the Big Ten player, he needs to get angry. He needs to take over. Take over the game. Take over the paint. Win it for yourself. Own that paint. You've got great support around you. Race Thompson can be a great ally with you down there in the paint. But we lost the paint. We did not win our points in the paint. We had 16 points in the paint. Now, that's also because we weren't doing much elsewhere. That was about the only spot we could try to get points. But Texas had 30 points in the paint. So there's, it's just, it gets very aggravating. A, uh, another player in stats that I want to talk about is um, Rob Fennessy. Um, there are two very telling zeros in his stat line. Those zeros being three-point attempts, zero. Last game, Providence game, three-point attempts, zero. He is our second-best three-point shooter on this team. Well, Leal might be first or second, giving Al a little bit of uh, competition for that, but we haven't seen him in there or been utilized like that Um but he needs to take some. He needs to find his shot. He needs to run. A play needs to be run. If it's on the coaches, if it's on him, actually I put it on both. He needs to create for himself and take some threes each game. I want to see at least three threes taken from, from Rob Fennessy every game. Um, whether Again, whether coaches need to run a play for him to get him open for three um, or he needs to find it himself, he needs to take threes. The other telling thing, which is a, a positive negative, honestly, is the turnovers. He has zero turnovers. Um, let me see if I can see, look up real quick, what kind of turnovers he had during the Providence game. Stand with me as I bring up those stats. Um, Rob had <laughs> zero turnovers there too. So again, the tale of the zeros for Rob. He, he can't have zero turnovers. I know it's good for your point guard to have zero turnovers. You don't want your point guard giving it up. But again, what that tells me is that he is not being aggressive enough. He is not probing in. He needs to find those driving lanes like he used to, shoot to the basket. That'll keep their defense off balance. If if they think, oh, I don't know if this guy's going to drive on me or if he's going to uh, pass it off. I don't know if he's going to take a shot they need to question what the point guard's going to do coming down the court. Throw that, throw that little wrench in, in the setup of their defense from the very start of the possession. If you don't, then the opponent's defense can just set up and knowing that, okay, well, this guy's not going to shoot it. He's not going to drive. So I can just expect to be screened or uh, he's going to pass it somewhere. No, we need to we need to go. He needs to go fast. He needs to shot fake, go to the basket. He needs to look for something. He he needs to be more aggressive. And I think that's that's obviously the biggest word for this this uh, game yesterday is aggressiveness cuz there was when we looked again um 
I think there were zero turnovers for all of our starting guards. Yes. And again, I, 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 I will, I will say the same thing then about the other guys. I know you don't want turnovers. I don't, I don't, I don't want a lot of turnovers, but I at least am fine if we are mixing it up and being aggressive and a turnover happens here or there. Um, so I just want to see more aggression out of those guys. I want to see uh, them taking it, taking it to them, just taking it to them overall. Um, I mean, this is the team that if Trace Jackson doesn't have a day, someone else needs to step up. Providence, we saw that. Race, race took over. Um, Trace couldn't get it going, and we didn't really have anyone else try to step up. Um, I think Al tried to at some points in the in the second half, but I, th- I think it was long gone by that point that he tra- started to try to take over, uh, and then he went down. Uh, we lost him. That that ankle turn does not look good, guys. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. That did not look good. Um, him walking off, putting a little bit of weight on it, at least made me feel a little bit better. Um, hopefully we won't see him today. Um, we shouldn't see him today. Even if it was a minor, uh, ankle turn. Um, I don't, I didn't want to see him playing today. Um, so we'll see who steps up next. Um, and that actually can lead into questions, um, Jared with Assembly Call posted a question on Twitter, asked, who replaces Al Durham's offensive production if he has to miss an extended period of time? Um, Like I just said, I think that becomes a committee thing. Um, I don't know that anyone's proven that they can be that next man up type of thing, but it is that situation. As Coach Tonsoni loves to say, next guy up. When things like this happen, next guy up. Who's going to step up? We will see in this game who I think it can be. Um, I think it can be Armand Franklin. He has shown a lot of growth in the offseason. He has showed that he has a lot more confidence in his game overall. And um, I think he can be that north-south guy that you get out of Al Durham every so often, that downhill guy. Um, I also think Trey Galloway is that good downhill guy. I think that's what you miss when you lose an, an Al Durham um, as well as his three-point shooting, but it is more of his aggressiveness to dive to the basket. And uh, Trey has shown that he can do that. He's got a fantastic first step. He is very fast. Um, I think there's just some freshman cobwebs that he needs to brush off. Um, he shows glimpses of, of, of that being good. He just, to be a producer like Al was, you have to show that you can do it in hard times as well as the easy times. Um, we've seen the We've seen Trey be able to do it in the easier times. Now we just need to see him do it in the harder times. Um, but yeah, I think those guys can definitely be the ones. Um, I also want to see Jerome Hunter step up. So I think it's going to be kind of a combined uh, scoring by committee at first until one of the guys extends himself past where he currently is as far as skills go uh, to want to step up and, and be that contributor uh, for the team. So I look, I look for one of those three to kind of really step in and, and, and be that player to uh, win over and, and, and do better for him. Um, I have to apologize to Grumpy IU fan um, on Twitter. He asked a question for last uh, yesterday's 
show and uh, I missed over it, didn't get to it, buddy. Uh, I'll get to it right now. Uh, he asked, how do you rate Brunk's hedging so far this season? Nice. Okay, seriously, predict races, season points, and rebound average. Um, Brunk, actually, you were joking with that question. I am actually going to uh, we'll address that a little bit. I think he, I look for him to be better um, on that hedge. Uh, the main reason is he's had two seasons with Cliff Marshall uh, to help transform his body and everything. Um, Joey's not going to be the athletic guy. That's just not him. That's not what he was blessed with at all. He's he's not he he didn't have the genetic uh, luck of the draw like a Jerome Geronimo, uh, Jordan Geronimo ha has had. Um, so he has to work a little bit harder. But um, Brunk has a lot of effort, and he's he's a hard worker. So I, I see it being a lot better, honestly, uh, this season. So hopefully we get to see him today. I really hope. I think I think he was sorely missed. He could have been that that guy kind of in there, that womp failure, like I was saying, cheering the guys on, getting him fired up. Um, I don't think I've even seen a shot of him on the sideline. Honestly, during these games, I know he's there. Uh, guys have reported they see him during shootarounds in the in the early seat, early uh, right before the games. Um, but to your point, asking uh, what races, season point, and rebounding averages will be, I think he'll be very close to averaging a double double. Um, the double edged sword of race is that when Joey's healthy, his minutes might go down, so we might not see him as much. And then the other flip side to that is that if Trace is going to do well, you're going to see less from race. Uh, now, they could be scoring in tandems. You could see two double-doubles out of each of them. Uh, but then what are you getting out of everyone else? That, that's a very one-dimensional team. If you have Trace firing on all, uh, all, all cylinders and then uh, race as well uh, scoring, um, then obviously guys are sagging off of the uh, guards and anyone on the outside of IU and we're doing it all in the paint for that game. Um, so that's where it gets tricky. Uh, if, if race gets more of his outside shot um, and, and that gets a little bit better and maybe he can nail a three ever so often, um, then I think that definitely goes up, but I can see him around the eight and eight kind of, kind of realm. Um, hopefully he gets into double digits, at least in the points, now and again. So, I mean, that could be a little bit higher, could be nine, 10 points. Um, but we need to see his rebounds up there as well. Um, really high for us. Um, that's another thing that obviously I think killed us yesterday was that we lost the rebounding battle. Um, so that's one thing that helped us in Providence is we won, we won the rebounds. So we were able to get a lot of second chance points, but we didn't get that in, in this game. Um, so yeah, I think he, He's going to be an interesting wild hair to see and see how him and Trace kind of uh, play off each other. And if it's really one person has a good game and the other one doesn't and kind of they flip flop with each other or they play in tandem and play well. Um, and again, depending on how his minutes are, he had 31 minutes yesterday. He had uh, 35 the day before. So he's getting a lot of minutes, but those are going to go down. He's going to lose maybe about 10 minutes away from that um, once Joey is healthy again. Obviously, depending on how Joey plays and, and how Joey can contribute. Um, so, yeah, it's today 
we we get to see the Hoosiers again. So let's brush off the last little bit of gunk, the last bit of bad feelings, and the last bit of aggravation that we have from yesterday's game. And let's be excited to see them play. Uh, we could be cautious. I agree. But let's not be cantankerous. Let's not be... Uh, let's not hold a grudge. Let's not be that jealous, significant other that's sitting there just glaring. Um, let's cheer them on. Let's be excited for them. Let's send them positive energy. Um, see how this team bounces back. It's early in the season. Um, it's good to get a thing like this to happen early in the season because it's not going to affect you much. Texas is a good team. They're going to stay ranked for a lot of the year. They're coached really well. They play aggressive. They're long. They're athletic. They're going to do well in their conference. So this loss is not going to sting our record very, very bad at all. So look for the team to bounce back today. Look to see who steps up. Um, I'm excited to see what kind of play we get uh, out of our guards this time. Uh, again, I want to see them be more aggressive. I want to see them attacking. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how, again, how do they respond? It's all about response on, on this game. So yeah, that'll do it for this episode of uh, Hoosier Morning After. Please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. There you can watch the watch live every morning after the games. If you missed the live show, you can watch the replay or listen wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at General Chadwick, where you can find announcements about the show and ask questions. Uh, special thanks to my fellow Bloomington South grad and old neighbor Bob Thompson for producing the music of the show. I'll see you next time, the morning after the game, tomorrow morning. Until then, have a wonderful day and go Hoosiers.